Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Night alongside me. We got Freddie. Always keeping it spoopy. Always and forever. Also known as Nighty Night. We are a group of nights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, discuss the ultimate question. Why horror? So with the lights, sit back and let the darkness envelop you. If you like that one extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's not with a what. In concluding our vampire month, I want to suck your blood. Ah. <laughs> we got another ghoulish nights select. If you don't know, our ghoulish nights select is on our Patreon, and every month they select the very last film that we will be covering for the month, as well as getting all of our films early to know what we're even covering ahead of time. So if you would like to learn more about that, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod so you can learn more to Sign up for whatever tier you like at that moment. Any tier works to be a part of these polls to choose the films that we watch at the end of the month. But the film that we are going to be discussing will come after I shout out those patrons. <laughs> Kayla, Philip, Zachary, Nashia, Frank, Kristen, Bragalock, Lizzie, Josh, Vaughn, Alexis, Johnny, Layla, Eric, Kelly, Daniel. Who is getting married? I mentioned that before, but that, that's crazy to me. Congratulations, Daniel. Cheyenne, David, also known as Nightly. He's still Nightly to us, everybody. Carrie, Stu, Anna, Stephanie, Calvin, Drew, Scare Stuff Podcast, Patrick, uh, Willow, Jessica, Jared, Jasmine, Chantal, Rio, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, and last but not least, we got Freddie. Thank you all so much for supporting us truly. From the bottom of our hearts, it is honestly fantastic that y'all have chosen to support us. If you would like to also support us and get your name shout out on the show, you could do so by signing up for our seven-day trial, which is on our Torch tier. So by all means, go ahead and do that if you would like to also have your name shout out for us. Sweet. Now the film that we are going to be discussing tonight is none other than Bliss. Now... I will not actually be doing the notes for this one. I will not be speaking. I will I mean, be, speaking be speaking a little bit, Just a little <laughs> bit, though. But instead, Freddie is actually going to be taking over and doing the notes. I had some things that I needed to actually deal with this past week, and I appreciate Freddie kind of taking the helm here. So thank you, Freddie. Yeah, thank you for picking the one that's like the shortest runtime for me. Of too. course, yes, it's you know. I mean, I didn't pick I it. it. I love it. I didn't oh, that's pick true. It. Ghoulish Nights picked Man, it. Man, I love you, Ghoulish Nights. They just knew. And if you want to pick our next movie for the next month, <laughs> sign up for our tier. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We actually are going to have a very special month very soon. And. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw I'm, it on the calendar. You saw the. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for that. I don't want to announce good time it just to be yet. Night. Don't want to announce it just yet. But th- exactly. I'm just going to say it's going to be really fucking fantastic to be a ghoulish night very, very soon. But, Freddie, go ahead and take it away, sir. The floor is yours. Well, yeah, first and foremost, thoughts, Prince. What do you think about Bliss? Man, um, so I wa- this is my second time watching this movie. Okay. Um, I watched this back in 2020. And when I first watched it, I loved it. I thought it was a psychotic fever dream. I thought it was just everything about it was was just like on par with what I was with 
was what I wanted in 2020. Um, and now that I watch it again, I think it's just an okay movie. Um, I'm not in love with it as much as I was before. And I think it's because the razzle dazzle was gone. Like I just knew what was going to happen. I knew what was going on with her. Um, and for me that just didn't, it didn't land as well as I thought it was going to be the first time. And maybe it's just because I watched it too close. Like I thought three years would be enough, but I still think that was just a little bit too close, um, of a time for me to rewatch it again. Um, I still think the performances are fine. There are a lot of moments where they they use the word fuck in very unusable situations. They use it for like every sentence and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, we yeah, get it. Yeah. You are an adult who likes to cuss. God damn it. It's kind of like someone's like, I'm allowed to cuss? Hell yeah. Right. Starts going off. Yeah. yeah like it, it's like. It's like the kid in high school who started cussing for the very first time and it's just their entire personality. So like it was a lot of that where I was like, this is to the point where it's kind of annoying. But um, I still like the gore. I think the gore is still just absolutely phenomenal in this film. And I do think there's uh, a lot of a lot of other things that I really like. I like that this movie pretty much is just a long ass music video. <laughs> um, I, I really dig that. And, uh, you know, I think I think it's safe to say at this point that Joe Bagos is I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Um, but Joe, it seems like he's becoming like a miniature Rob Zombie or something like you could very much tell that he's heavily influenced by Rob. Um, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Uh you know, <laughs> I mean, you you might think it's a bad thing. <laughs> Fred was just nodding his head. <laughs> <laughs> Nor was um, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I I, I do think that's okay. But um, I I find it I find his work to just be uh, kind of a little bit all over the place in in some aspects. Like he he does a lot of things that are very uh, different, um, and. You could tell that he really is influenced by drug culture and a lot of stuff like that as well, and rock culture and all that stuff. So overall, I think this movie's good. I, th- I think people should watch this movie. Um, I remember loving it the first time, and like I said, this time around, I think it's just fine. It's just a, a fine movie. I think it's a very unique vampire movie, though. Very unique sense of the vampires. Yeah, no, I have to agree with a lot of stuff that you're saying. As this was my first time watch, oh, okay. I had a lot of fun with it. Have you uh, heard of this before? You have. I have. I don't think I've really heard about this. Because you liked you liked Christmas Bloody Christmas. I love Christmas Bloody Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. so yeah. I, that's why I thought you heard of this one. Yeah, I saw a VFW. VFW, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this one I haven't seen. So this was my first time watch. Yeah. And it was kind of interesting because I was kind of like waiting for the vampire uh, vampirism yeah, to come into vampirism. play because obviously we're doing Vampire Month. So yeah. it was cool to see how everything unfolded. Uh, and I think I feel like this is a one-time watch movie mm. because once you know what happens, yeah, it kind of takes yeah, the, the magic thrill is away gone because there, there's a lot that happens in this movie. And I love that you said that this it feels like a music video. Yeah, yeah, this movie is punk and metal as fuck. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of like different montages, just random things happening on the screen, and it just has a really great score. I have to say, like, oh yeah, the it score is amazing. Quick. And this movie has and the a lot sound to design. Say. Is yeah. incredible in this movie. Um, I do have to admit that. 
because of what you're saying too, the gore is fantastic. I think there was a lot of stuff in it. Amazing. Um, uh, the dialogue kind of reminded me of Christmas Bloody Christmas coming off that movie of last year. Maybe I was kind of like more prepared for it, but this is a lot more foul. I'll say more vulgar, a little bit in your face. Um, but she's a very cool character to follow. I um, love her character. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, her personality is very likable. She's very personable. It's kind of like the fuck the man culture and like I'll do what I want. I'm a great creative. Like my art's everything, and like she's following her dream and she has a passion for it. And I love seeing that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's like I love seeing someone who's like really into herself and being very confident and knowing like, hey, fuck you if you don't want to help me and like I'm going to do very my much. own thing and I can still pursue what I want to do. Uh, I love that type of mentality. So it was cool to see her do her thing. Um, but yeah, no, this movie was a quick, fun watch. And I yeah. think a lot of people will have a lot to get out of the first time watch, but it's going to be hard to rewatch. It doesn't have that rewatchability. Um, yeah. Take it from me. But great concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it is a great take on vampires in a different way. Yeah. And yeah, it's very drug heavy and some stuff got a little bit too repetitive. I'm like, oh, again? Oh, again? Okay, yeah, sure. It's like, it's like oh, like, she's a drug addict, drug addict. Yeah, got yeah, it. It's like, <laughs> she it's needs like, to. Oh, right, right, but, um, but yeah, no, there's I mean, so it, much to like in this movie, mm-hmm. but I'm not blown away by it. Fair. But I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this watch. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. No, that makes makes total sense. I mean, the, the obviously the drug is very, the drug aspect is very much innuendos of vampires, right? Having a right. bloodlust and so on and so forth. An addiction exactly. to wanting to get more and more and more. Right. And it's even to a point where it's hard to tell, like, if this is even really happening or not. Right. Because we do know that uh, Diablo is the name of the drug that she was taking. Right. We do know that Diablo makes you hallucinate that's what he said you know yeah. like he very was he was pretty clear that it makes you hallucinate so like we and don't even do know if this small is small really doses and she does not do small doses no she does not she does very large doses of, yeah. of diablo so um you know it's it's hard to tell if this is even really happening um because they can't find the bodies and all this yeah. other stuff um and she supposedly sucks them dry Right, and we see their bones starting to come and out of their how, skin, like, and all that. Stuff. Maybe like people who are surrounded with their family and friends, and they're drug addicts. They suck the life out of their company and stuff like that too, and yeah. the effects that like affects other people in your life. Um, yeah, there's a lot to say in like in the symbolic way of this movie. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, but yeah, Fair let's enough. jump right into let's it. Let's jump into it, man. All right, so Bliss, directed by Joe Bagos, released on September 27th of 2019 with a runtime of one hour, 20 minutes. Wasn't able to find a budget nor a box office for this. Yeah, I don't think this was weird. released in theaters. Uh, but it has a score of 87% around two minutes. I think that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say the '80s, you know, is is a fair yeah. spot for this movie. Like this movie, like I said, this movie is not a bad movie. No, it's, it's not a bad solid. movie by any means. It, it's just a movie that is, uh, it doesn't have much rewatchability. Yes, yeah. But we open to a warning message about flashing images, and I put here in my notes very afterwards. Fair. I was like, yeah, this very is a very fair. good warning to have for this movie. <laughs> uh, then we have rock music beginning as we get our channel's '83 logo presenting the movie. And I, I, I love put, that and I put here in my notes, I was like, this movie already goes hard, and it's true that it is indeed a lot of flashing lights. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. That, uh, fun fact about these, though, yeah. th- those are real. Like, they actually painted those and did the, like, they did lights on them, and that's why we have this. Yes. Um, and we see this a lot so in Christmas cool. Bloody Christmas as well in the last. Like, and in VFW. Yeah. He, he, has, has, them, he, he has them all of them. So. so 
it's pretty cool that he's he's kind of keeping this theme along here. He has his signature look. Exactly. And yeah. feel and tone of the movie. I love that he All mainly, his movies oh, go hard. They do. Yeah. They do. Like he fucking cranks them. Um which are which is fun. Uh I do like that uh he also has this this ability to um uh shoot in 35 milli- millimeter like so crisply. Like yeah. <coughs> Everything, excuse me, everything just looks crisp. Everything has that crisp but film look. Exactly. Today, which is right, great. Right, right. Um, no, it's nuts. It's well produced, well directed. Uh, but we have Drezzy in her room looking at her own art as she begins to paint again. I think her name is Desi. Oh, you know what? Desi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know why I put Drezzy. No, it's all good. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, Desi in her room looking at her own art beginning to paint again. She can't seem to know what to add on next as she steps back and looks at it again. Clive walks in and asks how she has been doing as she replies that she's been working on this for about an hour. He asks, did you get anything done? She says, does it look like it? (laughs) And I love her attitude and their relationship with one another too because they do have a lot of great back and forth and they're very comfortable with each other and like say how it is in your face. Right. And and we, you didn't mention it, but Clive is her boyfriend. Yes. Or or lover. Or love interest. Yeah. Or, yeah boyfriend. Friends with benefit. Whatever you want to call him. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says it could have been a small change. And she's like, I have to go in 20 minutes. And he offers her a ride, but she refuses. Then gives him like, like all right, we'll be ready in 15 minutes. He rebuttals and says, I'll be ready in 10 minutes. <laughs> I love that. And then we jump cut to the next scene of them leaving. Uh, does he pretty much pissed off telling him that like you said 15 minutes and now we're running late. He apologizes, but she says that that's not going to get her on time. <laughs> and right off the bat, we get this nice back and forth and see what their relationship is like, which is great. It's awesome. Like I, I, I do like the drama that, that they present. They're definitely not good for each other. No, it's kind of like a toxic relationship, but you kind of ship it as well. Like, right. they're terrible for each other, but, like, perfect for each other at the same right, time. Right, exactly, yeah. It's like, you guys kind of work, but yeah. you guys suck together as well. <laughs> like, we don't we don't really get, like, the the exposition of her g- getting clean, um, and I, I use quotations with that, mainly because she, she technically is still doing some drugs. She's just not doing yeah. hard drugs, like hard narcotics. No, she's just, really just smoking weed and stuff Right, like exactly, Um but I don't know if he has had, like, an influence on that because he very much, like, denounces that. He, he's not a fan of her snorting. Doing hard drugs and yeah. stuff like that, too. Because he's he's open to, like, smoking weed with her and stuff like that <coughs> as well. Um, right. It seems to, like, and we'll talk a little bit later as it goes on, but um, as she goes into, like, maybe a hole in her life where it's like, oh, I'm not selling my my art and it's like things right. are going the wrong way. That's where she kind of dives into like the drugs has like maybe a uh, coping mechanism. E- of, like, either either a coping mechanism or, or like she just loves it. her true self yeah. is when she's on drugs. Right. Yeah. Uh, but they continue down the hallway as they argue as Lance, um, pretty much. I think it? it's like the building manager, building manager, essentially yeah. asking for rent, screams yeah. at her saying that she owes her, uh, owes him the rent money. She says a whole speech that they are all getting fucked and that she apologizes and swears to get the check by Monday. They drive away as Desi complains about how life is so hard. And Clive tells her just to relax and just chill and, re- and just take it easy. That everything is going to be fine. She explains that she's three days away from being kicked out. 
He replies that she can stay with him, although his apartment is the size of her canvas. <laughs> so I was like, and I want, I want to say this: the humor in this movie is it good. fucking it hits. Like the, when the lines actually hit, and some lines don't, but like when the lines hit, it hits hard, and it's really it's good. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I was like, yeah, I oh, agree. Clever. I was like, ah, oh, you'll, you'll love it. You'll live with me. It's gonna be fun. But like, yeah, it's as big as her canvas. But like, <laughs> like, cool. And it shows that he cares for her. Yeah, Clive is, is Clive was was a, a fun addition to this, um, and he also has the best death. Yes. Uh, I would say so too. He has the best comedic relief in this movie. Yeah, for and sure. We can see here on the screen too. He's just like smoking a joint. It's like, yeah, just relax. Just, yeah, you know, life's Chilling. good. You know, it's like if you get kicked out, you can. You know, he's optimistic. Right. Exactly. Yeah, which is a great yin and yang for her for being a little, a little more pessimistic. Pessimistic. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Words. Pessimistic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is great to see the back and forth of like, hey, everything I see is like negative. You see everything positive. Yeah. So they do kind of work together in a way. Yeah. True. Um, as he says this and is, and is being all sweet and kind to her, she tells him to get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, yeah. He thanks her for the ride and kisses her goodbye. And then she goes over to the office where she's sitting waiting for David to get off the phone. He finally hangs up and apologizes for being on the phone. She asks for a two-week extension. and He explains no and that he was asked by Nikki to drop her pieces. Yeah. So David is her... But, um, uh, her agent, her agent yeah, for he, her work he and he her art. Her, exactly, he yeah. finds her clients or, or, or places where she can sell her work. And I guess the gallery that's currently at isn't allowing, isn't selling her pieces. It's not moving any of her pieces, right? Um, so, and I guess she owes them another piece as well. Yeah, it's like you haven't even finished this one, let alone right. have sold any of your pieces that you've given us. Yeah. So it just brings up the um, the main conflict of the movie, I would yeah. say. I love which when, drives her a little insane. Exactly, and and I love when movies um, go this route for a person's profession because this is I wouldn't say it's an odd profession, but it's a profession that's not seen a lot in like film, right. um, like. And by what I mean, I mean like creatives or artists or whatever, Um, because like you don't see things like this where like people need an agent, people are are doing something exactly. Like the other film that I can think of off the top of my head is Hereditary, um, that does this Mm. as well with her miniature sets and stuff like that. Um, And you know she loses a client and she's supposed to be making this piece, and this is kind of like a centerfold of everything. And I love that. Yeah, Uh, I just find that to be pretty nice yeah, and the big thing is like this piece that she's working on is the most important thing to get her back on track on life mm-hmm. which is cool it's supposed to be like like her her magnus opum yes uh she asks why if she hasn't even had the new one yet he asks he says that nikki hasn't been able to move any of her pieces for three months now that sucks in a minute uh, she says that she's going broke, and they go back and forth. And he's like, she, "I know." <laughs> it's like, yeah, we all are because of you. Essentially, uh, they go back and forth about it and how she needs the money, and that she's not ready to show the progress of her piece right now, too. Yeah, and that's kind of like where David has like that last straw a little bit. Yeah, he's just like, "You're not. You're really just gonna like leave me in the dark like that kind of thing." Yeah. It's so like, he he pretty much says that you've left me with no choice but to drop her as a client. Mm. Mm. I've never had an agent draw me because I've never had an agent before, but it but sounds like it will hurts. happen. We're going to get there. One day, one day we'll get there. One we'll day we'll drop our there. agents. Exactly. We have better agents. <laughs> There'll be another way around. I'm sure that happens to them all the time. 
But yeah, Hopefully much not. She's like, so you're dropping me? And then she just goes out for another drive. And there's a lot of driving in this movie. There's a lot of driving. Which I think for her is a way to like recollect herself a lot in these scenes. And this I is love like, it. Even for us as the viewer, we use like her driving from place to place as a break between the madness of what goes on afterwards. And it also shows you how old school she is, right? Like, I mean, even yeah. even now, like she doesn't use she doesn't use a regular iPhone or anything like that. She uses yeah, a flip, like phone. flip phone, sunglasses, looking cool, right? You know, you know she's the type of person. Down, sunglasses at yeah, night, type of gal. You know what I'm saying? Super yeah, chilling. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like it. Um, they did not have a permit to do this. Um, I guess I do have movie facts. What the fuck? But yeah, they did. They <laughs> did not have a permit to do this. This was all illegally shot in Los Angeles. I love that. Yeah. So I, I love that it tactic more as well. Like punk and metal. Exactly. Of the movie. Exactly. So I thought that was like, really cool. Man, but I don't need no permit. Yeah. They fucking rigged it. It looked cool as shit. And yeah, all of the shots that there's in this movie is gorgeous Solid. to look at. Solid. Yeah. Like this, like yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's well framed. She's in the center of the shot. She's just. Flipping her phone on and off. Uh, but essentially, she drives away in silence at first, but then calls Clive, but gets sent to voicemail. She tries to call Nikki and tries to save her ass by saying the piece will be ready and be able to, like, actually sell it. Yeah. But she quickly hangs up. Uh, and that's when she calls Hadrian. And he is actually surprised to hear her voice saying, like, Des, you alive? Um, and then playing and it off. He's drug dealer. Yes. Right? So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then playing it off, she asks if he's holding. He responds, of course, and she replies that she'll be there in a minute and just quickly hangs up. She gets out of her car and arrives at the house uh, of Hadrian's and knocks on the door and he pretty much opens it and she enters. And pretty much right here, is, I, I love the back and forth dialogue that they have in the beginning because I feel like this embodies her personality. Oh, for sure. He asks, are you famous yet? <laughs> she's like, yeah, I should probably sign your dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, that line, watching this movie for the first time, I was like, yo, that's the most out-of-pocket <laughs> line ever. It's like, is that you, Des? Like, are you famous yet? It's like, yeah, I probably should sign your dick. Dude, it, it, like, that's the personality that she has. Yeah. It, it's, it's like that out of She seems that, like she would just be that person too, right? Like, it's, it, she very, even, even her delivery of this line was just like was just it felt like Des yeah like it felt like if I knew this person in real life like yeah I feel like I would get that same uh, reaction out of this person for sure absolutely yeah so that was a great fucking delivery and I think with Joe um, as the director he has these characters that feel very authentic and very real that's true yeah especially um, in like Christmas Bloody Christmas right yeah yeah it's just like they're just vibing and they're doing their own thing it doesn't seem like that's the beautiful thing about these movies. Is like they don't seem like they're acting; they're just seeming like they're just living their life. Yeah. And then the chaos is a part of it, which is like over the top and ridiculous, but in a right. great way. <laughs> and then rock music and punk and lights and neon signs and neon paint and everything. Yeah, that's a, another thing that I love about this movie. Is it's just like there's so the much color grading. neon. Yeah. In this movie, that like you could you know lots that of greens, like, lots of yeah, lots of yellows, pinks, lots of pinks. Like I, I made our 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 display here to to mimic the film a little bit but it you know it's it's just so interesting and fascinating how he 
how he loves neon, how he loves these colors, these different types of colors. He even has it in the car at night, right? Like inside the car, and it's a convertible. And then, like, and <laughs> that I thought no that sense, was yeah, yeah it, it makes zero sense. But like, it worked because it just it only shined off of one thing, and it was right. her. <laughs> this is the personality of the movie, which is right, great. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a group of guys were just playing cards. Pop asks, "Is that you, Des?" And she says, "What's up?" She asks us, "You senile old fuck." Yeah. <laughs> And they're, yeah, the banter back and forth. It's like, forgive me, old man. And she's taking a shot. It's like, uh, it's been a while. It's like, I'm going to put a bullet in the other person's head. And they're just like, it's great dialogue. Yeah, this is great. This is great. And, and like, it's weird. It's funny because it's like, it seems like she wouldn't know any of them. But like, yeah, she right. knows all of them. Like, it's because like she fucking grew up with them or some shit. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. This is her own dysfunctional family. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Uh, and I love like, like even his name is I don't know if it's real, but Pops. Pops. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like the father figure. It's like Pops. He's like the old man, the wise dude. Exactly. He knows everything, gives like good advice. Fucking head honcho. Uh but she asks if she's still or he asks if she still does those pictures and she explains it's painting and that he's old <laughs> and senile. Uh the band and I put here the banter in the room explodes and they all decide to diss each other and come up with another sting before getting to the point of her visit. Uh, he takes her to his room and shows his products, which we have Tennessee Black, Black Dynamite, and Diablo. And, and he, he explains all, all of them, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, like the Tennessee Black, it gets you a little, it's a little bit hazy, right. a little bit smoky, but it, it, he said it's light on the visuals. And she's like, fuck that, I pass. Go to like, Black Dynamite. <laughs> the real strong shit, he calls this one. It's the perfect combo of supercharge and... <clears throat> And visual uh, um, accentuation. The grooviest of nights. Yeah. And I love that she's like, did you rehearse this? Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, it, it like, was yeah, great. Dude. Like, the way, like, it edits to, like, the next one and the next one. And he's just, like, going as, like, Pretty uh, awesome. the product details. And, yeah. it's like, this is all the specs, you know. You'll love this product the best. And I like that it also matches the open credits as well. Right. And that's more of, like, the neon lights, the green, the pink. Yeah, and even the font that, choice. Like, the white on there. Yeah. Know? Uh, but he says that Diablo is being the most hardcore out of all of them, and immediately she's down to buy. And then he pretty much offers her a bump to try it as well. She's also down to try it. He says to start slow. That was more than the fucking all- bump. <laughs> huh? That was more than the fucking bump he gave exactly. her. <laughs> he gave her fucking two lines, dude. And that's like after he gives her that fat line, he's like, all right, take it slow. And, <laughs> and only get the right amount for your needs to start small. And she explains she hasn't sold a painting in three months. It kind of talks about like what her situation is like. And then before he walks out, he explains that she might want to stick around after a while she does it and warns her about the intensity of it again. So this really like sets the stage of like, hey, stick around. This stuff is intense. Yes. So I love how they deliver how strong imponent this is before she even tries it. Yeah. Gives us the idea. And she even snorts just one and falls yeah. to the ground. Like she's already just fucking in it. So yeah, she snorts a line and immediately gets hit by it and with the product and falls to the ground, staring at the ceiling fan. She doesn't move. Lights begin to flash as more visual effects fill the screen, fade in and out of her and the fan. And that pretty much symbolizes of her mind spinning into the chaos. Yeah, it's just a spiral, dude. Yes, yeah, it's, it's great. Spiraling like, out of control. But she just she's looks like, dead. Yeah, she's just staring. 
and this is another great shots of her like being very centered and seeing the ceiling fan and her painting in and out and then the painting in the background mm-hmm. on the ceiling and she's kind of like visualizing what she might be painting on next right exactly her new introduction to something like she has like an epiphany yeah exactly of a jimmy neutron brain blast if you will <laughs> <laughs> that's a raven vision <laughs> exactly um but yeah then i pretty much put here a random person walks in thinking it's the bathroom taking her out he's, of the trance like, oh shit it's like oh this is not where i parked he's my like, car the fu-? and it's actually joe is it joe yeah it's joe joe Bezos. yeah it's him. Oh, what? yeah when he opens the I door that. yeah it's, it's joe um here watch i'll show you again yep that's joe <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, did I walk into my own film side? Yeah. <laughs> he he makes a, a appearance in all his films, I which is that. always fun. He yeah. he gets killed. So there are some a lot of fun facts. Yeah, I guess I do. Yeah, he gets killed in in uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas. Uh, he he gets killed in the sorry for spoilers. I guess for Christmas Bloody Christmas, <laughs> but he gets killed when uh, when she's in the police cruiser. Ah, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she pretty much gets out of her trance. And she walks out to now a raging party. So now we know that there's a time jump from when she took the line to like, hey, it's a probably been hours and now there's a full on party. Jump, for real. Uh, her friend Courtney sneak attacks a hug out of her out of nowhere where she asks how she's been and explains that Courtney hasn't even been taking her calls. And Courtney says like, oh, yeah, I've been busy, you know. And pretty much the dealer comes out again and is shocked to still see her there. <laughs> He's like, what Adrian's the fuck? Like, what the hell? You're still here? <laughs> it's like, I told you to take it easy. Yeah, um, you also told me to stay here. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's true. So yeah, it's on him. But yeah, he warned her that that she needs to play it off and saying that um, they have different definitions of what small is <laughs> uh, for like the quality of um, cocaine that she did. Courtney is asking what they are talking about, and he explains that it is the best bliss in town. And I was like, oh, oh, there it is, the name of the movie. There's the name of the film right there. There's the name of the film. Yes. Uh, Courtney says that she didn't even offer any. So Desi explains that she has to go home, but we cut to them all using it. Uh, and this is like one of the first time where this movie kind of goes in its own like montage and goes like from scene to scene really quickly. Right. Um, as they use throughout the party, she tells her stories about her and, uh, and her art being misused, uh, especially for a cover of a magazine that she was working on that they didn't want a lot of nudity to be on there. But she's like, fuck that. I wanted it. Um, they begin to take shots. And yes, the warning is right. A lot of more flashing lights a are lot in this movie. Of flashing lights. Just um, a lot of them. Too much. But at the same time, it's like, it makes it, sense. To it show works how for this film. Yeah. Like it is. works for yeah. this, you know. Um, they pretty much complain to each other in the bathroom about their relationships and have a little bit of small talk as they take more and more bumps. Yeah, um, everyone is doing all the drugs. <laughs> Everybody. I always like think about this movie when I think about the rating of like, oh, it's like rated R for drug use. I'm like, yeah, this is for sure rated R for drug use. Uh, lots of drugs. It's like, this is what they mean. <laughs> and I like how this movie kind of visually puts us under drugs as well because we're getting that visual yeah. like craziness and chaos and it's fast and it's quick and it doesn't really hold your hand with this movie, which is great. I agree. It makes us feel like we're tripping by watching this movie. Yeah. Because we see a lot of weird visual effects as well. Um, as they complain about their relationship, Cor- Courtney's man walks in and convinces Desi to stay. They all begin, and their way of convincing was, 
hey, let's start kissing each other and making out. And yeah, they all begin making this, out and smoke this and was do intense. more cocaine. And I even put here is like montage of adult activities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the adult activities were, yeah, they were all fucking each other. Yeah, there was like smoking uh, weed, doing more cocaine, taking more shots. Some wild, some wild wildness. A lot of touching and feeling. A lot of, lot of bodily fluids probably exchanged, but I'm all sure. Consent. Yes, everyone yes. is consensually doing this. Everyone wants to do this. But as we're, as we're slipping into this, like we see more and more deeper and deeper that the bumps that she is taking, it's Courtney's shit. So yes. we don't so establish she also that. Has that. Right. Um, but it might be something different. It could be. Yeah. Right. Because uh, it's it, it's 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 I don't know. It could be something that's that could be different, but who knows? But yeah, there are a lot of adult activities happening on screen. Currently. Yeah, let's just put here. Things become more hot and heavy with the three of them. They all have sex with each other. Lots of butt cheeks. Yes, uh, and then as they were having sex, Courtney begins to bleed out of her mouth. As we cut back to Desi waking up, that was so interesting when she bleeds. Um, let's just skip to the pleading. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't walk in, mom. (laughs) But yeah, okay. Yeah, there we go. So they, they, it looks like she bit Desi's neck. I think that's what it's supposed to imply. Right. Is that she bit Desi's neck. She infected her first. Right. Exactly. So she passed it on to her. Um, and this is, this is where it makes me think like, is this 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 real? This shot's fucking funny. Yeah, where she's in the center and then there's a big neon eye in the back of yeah. the wall. Um, but yeah, so essentially sick. when she walks out too, there's a poster of like exactly what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. And it says now showing on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let me see. Oh, right here. Cool. Uh, she leaves the room and as she gets back into her car, she just drives away and then she goes to uh, go pick up a burrito. Well, and I even put here, it's like, that's probably a well-needed burrito after that night. That's uh, the most L.A. fucking thing, too. Yeah, like posting up on the... Um, just post up on the corner. Corner. Get you a burrito. A burrito. And, and if, if y'all have never had a burrito in L.A., if you've never been to L.A. before you had to. a burrito, you want, yes, you have to have a burrito in L.A. But, two, the way that they do their burritos in L.A., it's, it's, it's always like yellow wrapping paper underneath aluminum foil it's just like a it's just yeah. like an la staple they do it for their burgers they do it for their like their tacos they do it they it's fucking awesome it just, it just says LA. <laughs> it's just it's just la like you, you just it's fucking awesome yes. i'm very excited to go back <laughs> uh, la is awesome yeah Except for traffic. i'll be there in july by the way so hey that's the big thing that i don't believe about this movie her driving around never hits traffic <laughs> i mean it looks like she's <laughs> definitely sticking to the streets yeah that's true but yeah i mean I, I should also point out really quick that I'll be in in uh, Midsummer Scream at the end of July. I think it's July twenty eighth uh, or so. So if you are going to be at Midsummer Scream, say hi, post up. I'll be yeah. at the Play Disgusting and Scream Box booth. So stop on by. Um, essentially, she finishes eating her burrito, and then we get back to her driving, getting a nice cut of the cityscape. Uh, she finally makes it back at home as she lights another joint and looks at her painting. Just ready to get fucking to it, dude. Yeah, she's like, all right, time it's to like go back to time work. Time to work. 
Uh, she turns on her record player and goes work on her art. And it, again, the score just kicks in. Great pen needle drop. Yep. Uh, we got some hardcore rock music going on. She's in the groove. She's painting. She essentially, yeah, she turns on her record player, continues doing her art. Uh, and I even put here, it's like, this movie really does feel like a hardcore rock video. <laughs> it does, dude. Yeah. It does. Like, and even, even her, like, uh, I don't know what they're called. I think it's called a palette, but her like painter's palette. It is. It, it's so punk rock because it, it's so unusual. It's not like an actual painter's palette. It's just something she just fucking made. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> like it's so fucking cool. Like I went. I, like I. Where was she when I went to fucking art school? You know what I'm saying? Like no one really was like. Well, there's a few people, but like, and, and they were so cool. They did the coolest shit. And it, yeah, it, she looks like she knows exactly what she's doing in her own way. Right. And it's even like when she does it, when she's like painting. It's like she's dancing. Yeah. And it's 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 really it's it just really goes well with the music that's playing. Exactly. It's it's just it's 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 fucking phenomenal. This is one of my favorite scenes in this movie. I absolutely love the scene. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, continue. Um and yeah, essentially she's going hard on her painting. Uh she snorts more and more of that uh cocaine. Uh she steps back to look at what she did. And I said that here, it's like, we take a nice look at her painting, having hell like features with a crowd reaching towards an individual form, what seems like is surrounded by flames. Yeah. Uh, she calls Clive and asks what he's doing. She says that she has started painting again. He's happy to hear that for her. She says something happened to her, that something came over her, that she felt like she was possessed. Fuck yeah. She says that the painting is going to be her masterpiece. And I love that perspective. It's like overnight she got this new inspiration that she feels very confident again. She feels like she's back on her groove, that yeah. things are about to start looking up and that this is going to be her best piece yet. So cool. Uh, he asked what she painted, but we just cut to them, uh, <laughs> cut with her back in the bathroom where she's checking out her neck and it looks like she's in some type of pain as well. So this kind of validates that, yeah, probably she got bit by Courtney. Yeah, um, even though we don't see any marks. Yeah, we don't see any marks, but it seems like she for got her it's hurt. it's there. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, she hops in the shower, and I even put here is like this seems a little bit more of like a transformational scene. Yeah, where she's kind of like feeling her body. She's kind of going with the water. Like she feels like she's is physically changing. Yeah, and uh, that's when we cut back to her and Clive having sex. Him being exhausted after afterwards, saying he's out of shape. Again, great comedic relief from <laughs> Clive. He's um, great. He's yeah. just great. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's a really good on-screen presence to have. Yeah, for especially sure. Especially with the movie that has a lot of these darker tones with like drug use and a little yeah. bit of chaos. He kind of grounds the movie back in. Yeah. Um, he says that she he saw her painting and he also saw her inspiration all over the counter. And that's when she gets pissed. It's like, yeah. fuck you, man. It's like, who cares? Uh, he says that he's just making an observation, but there is no uh, saving grace to what she's doing, essentially. Uh, he uh, offers her a drink, and then we cut to her in the bathroom again, doing more lines as someone bangs on the door. This is a cool transition. Like, it made it seem like she was in the bathroom in her apartment again. But now she's somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was really I cool. love those type of clean cuts. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's this smart filmmaking. Yeah. I I want to describe her bedroom a little bit. You know, her bedroom's yeah. pretty fucking cool. So like the it, upside down cross. Upside down cross that that's has lights up. on it. Yep. Um it's really neat and it's right above her bed. Um she has a really cool mirror that she decided that 
uh, to turn sideways. So like all of the garnet, the uh, garlings and the garnishes and, and the finishings are on the side. I thought that was really clever of actually doing that. But her apartment is like a loft type apartment. Yeah. Um, it's almost um, ground to ceiling windows. Right. So can, like open up. Yeah. Like it looks way. like a place that you can't live in. <laughs> like, she made it, she made it a, a home yeah. um so like it's it fits it's like the artistic setting yeah, yeah exactly like it fits the vibe it fits um, like what a studio would be but she made it into a house <laughs> right exactly i don't know too Girl. many lofts but if you if, if anyone's interested uh the only thing i could point it to it's called i think the cotton mill loft in, in oakland california if, if anyone wants to look that up that's what her apartment initially looks like um and the cotton mill lofts are pretty cool. I'll I'll show Freddie so you can kind of get a, a a sense. Um, yeah, yeah, it reminds me of a lot of New York lofts as well. Okay, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, so here, Fred, if you want to come around here, and I'll I'll explain the lofts to everybody else. Uh, but it's a large brick building. Um, and inside the building, it used to be an old cotton mill, which hence the name Cotton Mill Loft. Um, and inside the building, they're just like. They're like this. It's just a very livable space. So it's super interesting. Yeah, that actually looks kind of cool. It does look cool. I I really tried living here once because the, really the like, rent um, itself was super cheap, but it's always that have loud. like that tall ceilings. Oh, those are fire. Yeah. Those are fire. Uh, but it's funny because, yeah, essentially kind of like what we were talking about, when she hears them knocking on the door, she gets pissed. So she opens the door and starts fighting the girl who was knocking. And Luke <laughs> is like, fuck you, like, what are you doing? Uh, and then she pretty much kind of leaves it be, finally coming back to the bar where Clive is and explains how pissed she is about the person. <laughs> uh, and of course, she's all coked out and there's a lot of anger and a lot of frustration. Um yeah, she says that she still has to, bo- uh, is still boiling over David and what he said to her. A fan notices her and says that he had a custom print of her work and everything, and pretty much they're just fanboying. Splatterpunk issue one. Splatterpunk yeah. issue yeah. one. Yeah, this movie's punk as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything about it. She tells him to pretty much fuck off, and Clive wonders why. She says that she just doesn't want to deal with it. And then out of nowhere, we see Courtney coming in to the bar and greets them. And I, I will thinking, not do this to anybody. <laughs> huh? I would not do this to anybody if, if someone like knew who I was and came up oh, to me. Oh, yeah. That's how it me. It was like, fuck, dude. There's like, I get it. You're actually, having a- like appreciates your work and like right. cares about it. Like, that should be like your motivation to like keep going or do more. And Drugs the motivator, man. Yeah. Drugs the motivator. Uh, Pretty much, uh, Courtney, yeah. Greets them. Pretty much says, yeah, second night in a row. Clive asks what they did, and Courtney, without hesitation, says, each other. <laughs> He's like, like wait, right. seriously? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, Clive says, really, as we cut to the two couples sitting at the table now. Courtney's sharing inappropriate stories, Des being quiet, and Courtney asks if she's okay. She says that she's good, but has to leave soon to uh, continue painting on her artwork. Corner counters with them going out for more drinks and more lines. <laughs> she explains to say hi to Dante and Des question, who the hell's Dante? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I don't. And she says that she doesn't listen and that she doesn't want to meet a suit named Dante. <laughs> and I love how she's kept on saying the word Dante. Like, no, I don't want to meet Dante. The hell? She's like, who has suit? the name Dante? 
I do um, want to point out though the what the way that they look back there. I think this is a, a fun little homage to um Only Lovers Left Alive, which is another vampire movie. Um and uh, it's with uh Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston. Wow. And uh it came out like two thousand thirteen. I would huh. definitely say check it out. So it's a romantic horror film. Um but it, it is it's really good. It's pretty good. Uh, but like they very much have a lot of scenes that are kind of similar to this. But uh, Tom Hiddleston's hair is black and Tilda Swinton's hair is blonde. Oh, and okay. they even s- sit this way together in the film. So like I think that's a homage to that to that movie. But I can't like 100% say. And another thing to point out too, they're wearing sunglasses inside. They are. Yes. Yeah. Like it's bright in there. <laughs> Too much bliss. Maybe it would be so fucking funny if that was like not something that was in the script. Them wearing sunglasses, and it was just because he had it was so just much aesthetic. Like, oh, no, oh, okay, it's just because yeah, all the okay. flashing lights. Yeah, yeah, to protect the actors. Are like, wait, it looks cool too. It's right? Like, yeah, 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 exactly. It definitely sets the tone. It's like, uh, we're chill. We were relaxed. We're very <laughs> punk. We, we don't care. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much they keep on talking about like, oh, you should meet Dante. Clive explains that he's going to crash, but that she should go. Then we cut to Courtney and Des stumbling down the street and makes it to the next venue. And I was like, they go to the next bar and there's a hardcore metal band going off as they take shots. Courtney says, let's go find Ronnie as they walk upstairs. Courtney, excited to see him, kisses him as Des steals his sunglasses and wears them. They banter back and forth a bit and it's all in good fun. He asks if he wants to meet Dante or not. She agrees, all right, I'll meet fucking Dante. (laughs) Why not? Uh, Courtney explains that Dante is a vacuum, uh, talking about like the bliss again, doing more cocaine. That and then Dante finally shows up and a little bit like he's too weird. comfortable. Yeah, he's fucking weird. He like dude. puts his hand like over her against he's the like, wall. And oh, like, so yeah. you're Desi? It's like, oh, you're Dante the suit, huh? Like it was weird, dude. Like he was so weird. Like, it was just like, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. There was there's a lot of like sexual <laughs> aspects in this film. Yeah. But like that suit, Dante was just a fucking a little bit of a creep. He was definitely a creep. He yeah. was definitely a creep. Uh but I love that like Courtney pretty much explains why she didn't want to meet him right in front of him. And Des out of nowhere collapses and Dante gets worried. She slowly makes it back up and starts to go downstairs. And I put right here as like great camera shot of the room spinning. Um, as she's like going downstairs and everything. Uh, it really shows that she's kind of like losing control of herself. Yeah. Uh, she makes it to the bathroom and begins to throw up. Um, hmm. I don't know what I meant here, but I put <laughs> destroy. It's the best part. <laughs> yeah, she stumbles at the bar, goes to the bathroom, starts it, puking. She pukes blood. Puking blood. And it's all over her face at this point. She's mm. retching out more. Um, and this could be the first part where she needs more. Yeah, she a, needs She's blood. becoming sick right. from not having enough blood. Yeah. And, it, and, and this is great because Courtney comes in and she's like super nonchalant as poor Des is like, I feel like I'm fucking dying. 
And she's like, you're not going to die. Relax. Trust me. Then another person comes into the into the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Courtney walks in, tells her she thinks that she's dying. Courtney says that she's not going to die and to trust her. And I put here very sus. <laughs> she does another bump. A woman walks in as Courtney sneaks behind her and chomps on her neck. It's fucking great. It looks wild. Yeah. Like, it's very great. Crazy. And like and the, poor Des is like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So yeah, she uh, chomps on her neck, and then she walks to Des and starts making out with her, putting the blood into her mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like a mama bear and <laughs> fear feeding, yeah. feeding, you know. Like it's like I'll, I'll show you the ropes in the way. It it was cool. It was it was a cool way for them to kind of like add this scene. Like I'll take care of you. I know what you need. Right. She knows the situation. Exactly. She's like, I know exactly what's happening. You're good. That was a lot of fucking blood that she just deposited into her mouth. I love that you brought it up. Like we never know if this is like fully real or not. Right. Like oh why is there like nobody especially with this floating scene? Like like yeah, there's a lot going on. This scene is so fucking cool, though. Yeah. Like, she looks so demonic. It looks so rad. And the way she moves her body when she walks out of the bathroom, she's like throwing her head back and forth, like she's so rocking cool. out to the music. But her eyes are like she's like, she's fucking she's wired, like wired. Yeah, yeah like she is like yeah. She's and, she's on drugs. She's on blood. Yeah. Right now. She's just like it's great. And I, I put here they dance the night away on the dance floor, and her making out more with Courtney. And I put here there's a montage of scenes of them dancing and kissing with blood all over them, and no one seems to care. No, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> uh, that's when Des wakes up completely naked on the floor as she gets up and starts painting again. And she's and it's great. I I love like right away. She's not like tripping. But she also doesn't remember anything, right? Right. Like she's she's like she has a hard time she remembering like, what yeah, happened. Casually she like, oh, out. I'm naked on my floor. She's gonna get up and start working on my art. Yeah, like she has another like. Uh, she's like butt ass naked. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and of course, there's like blood stains on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she looks her at painting her painting. Looks so fucking cool so far, though. Already, yeah. like the this pile looks really of like neat. bodies reaching up, and yeah. piling on each other. So fucking cool. Uh, and she's inspired again to start working on her next. Um, epiphany that she gets right yeah adding more to the piece adding more people suffering in hell in her painting as it becomes more graphic she gets stressed as someone pounds on her door she tells the person she's coming by yelling at them because they keep on knocking she (laughs) answers the door finally and sees that it's nikki who says you look like 10 pounds of shit in a (laughs) five pound bag what? Thanks, Nikki. What a line. You look like 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. That what does that even mean? But I get it. She's overflowing. Really it. Yeah. You know, like it's just like you, you look you, like shit, but you look worse than shit. shit. <laughs> uh that's ask what she wants. They are uh they argue about their deal and the piece that she owes her. She sees the painting and Des says she can finish it in three days. Nikki says to don't fuck with her and leaves. And I put here just a great transition uh, shot of the painting to her laying in bed smoking a joint. Kind of like fades into it, which is great. It's really cool. Uh, She takes another shower and blood starts to pour all over her from the shower head. Showering in blood, it almost seems thrilling for her. She comes back to her painting and snorts more cocaine and gets to work. She calls Courtney and explains that she needs to know what happened last night, that she seems very scared and that she is strung out. 
she pleads for her to call back and that she is not well. And this is kind of like we're seeing her have like a little bit of like withdrawals, but also concerned of like, hey, I'm missing yeah. gaps of my memory as well. And, and it's, it's what's great about it is that she, she this is unfamiliar territory for her, right? Yeah, so like, she's you actually know, concerned. Right. Yeah. She, you know, to the point where she's just like, I've been fucking taking drugs for years and I've never had a, an, an experience quite like this. What the fuck is going on? Right. I, I'm, I, I'm She's self aware of herself being right. going down like the, uh, the bad rabbit hole. Exactly. Um, and she even calls Clive and says that she just needs to talk to someone. And then she needs to talk to him. Yeah. Switches it to make it a little bit more sweet. Right. And, th- and this is where like you really kind of had a little bit more empathy for the characters. Like, oh, you feel for her because she is panicking and she's a little bit more scared uh, and not knowing what's going on. She's losing control of, like, her life prior and even more so now. Um, But, yeah, she hangs up and starts working on the painting again. She hears the door but doesn't get freaked out by it, (laughs) by the pounding. I'm like, all right, that's weird. Uh, Flashes of her back in the bathroom going wild trying to break everything in there. She finally lays on the ground as she gets into a consciousness... Uh, gets back into consciousness while Clive is uh, over her body clapping his hands in front of her. <laughs> he asks if he remembers doing this and calling him as he points to the painting. She says yes, but nothing afterward, after that. That's when he becomes a little bit mad that it's been <laughs> over 24 hours. So again, we get another <laughs> time jump of her just losing time. Over a day. Yeah, That's over a day. That's nuts. Uh, so a whole day went by and she doesn't even know what happened. But she continued working on her painting and and more of that painting is more on there. Right. Let me see. And I love the aspect of her like constantly grabbing at her neck and looking at herself in the mirror. Because like she, yeah, she, she feels she like something's, something's there. wrong with her body. Right. Like she feels like it's there. But at the same time, she's she's very much like, I can't physically see it, but I fucking feel it. Yeah. Man, it's it's wild. Um. Yeah. the The door situation was interesting. We get it at the end, but it was just like, uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, I do want to point out this scene where she's in the bathroom too. I mm-hmm. didn't say this, but she's looking at herself in the mirror and she's still worried and she's still panicking. But her reflection, her reflection. is laughing at her while it's bleeding from the neck. Yeah, so it's like almost mocking her. Yeah, there's a lot of great sequences where there's like a lot of like cuts and edits, and there's a lot of cool stuff. And now she's trying to break the mirror. She can't even break the mirror. So it's like, what is real? What's in her mind? Yeah. And like, does she like go back into consciousness and then actually breaks the mirror and then she goes back out into her living space and she hears more knocking and there's bright lights. There's a lot that happens in these quick edits. Yeah. There, there's a lot going on for sure. Like this definitely feels like, like a, a reaction to drugs for sure in this moment, but it's interesting because um, when she does eventually break that mirror and stuff like that, the door continues to pound. Right. Um, and I find it funny because like he gets hella close with that camera, like to the point where you see the fucking shadow on her forehead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like you see the shadow of the close camera. Close-ups, cuts, <laughs> no, zoom-ins. Like it's a lot of chaos going on in this like yeah. montage. No, that's, that's pretty much what it is. It's just pure chaos. It's just a lot is happening. Yeah. With Clive being pissed that it's been more than 24 hours, he wants her to stop using. Des asks who the fuck he is, and they argue more about it. She explains that you don't get it and that he doesn't understand what it takes to create something and rather die than do nothing. I love that line. Line's pretty swaggy, if you ask me. Yeah. She says, 
you, that you don't get it, that he doesn't understand what it takes to create something and rather die than doing nothing. I She'd mean, rather go down the spiral being able to create her masterpiece, art piece, than not doing a thing and fail, essentially. Uh, you know, it's a lot of the reasons why She's a lot drive. of people yeah. do creative ventures, right? I mean, right. It, it's it's a, lo- a lot of reasons why most people don't even like uh, being just like at a nine to five and right. whatnot. You know, they, they, they need more than that. They need more than just just that like and i feel like that very very much speaks volumes for you and you and i yeah as well where you know we we don't want to just do our full-time job yeah. and we we're have not, our passion we have our drive we have our creative thing. exactly we have to do something creative because we'd rather do that than not, not exactly yeah. and and you know and, and it's okay if people are just like yeah no this is like i'm c- completely content with just working a nine to five that yeah. that's fine yeah. But there's a lot of people who are not content with just working a nine to five. They just need it to this fucking survive. Right. Exactly. Because <laughs> creative ventures are really hard to survive off of. Not everyone's going to be famous or whatever from having a creative venture. It's great if it does eventually get to that point. Congratulations if it does. But yeah. not all the time it works out Sometimes that way. just the journey in itself is worth it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That's one pretty much it really shows that Clive cares for her. Like, yeah, he's yelling at her like you, it's, it's you're throwing your life away moment. and stuff like this. And she kind of goes on a more negative route where she says drinking her life away next to him is the real tragedy. And he's like, Damn. Like, okay. That line hits hard too. Yeah. Uh, which drives him to leave. Yeah, because he's also a bartender. Right. Yeah. Uh, we see the painting with even more tortured souls piling on top of each other. Then we cut to her driving around as she calls the dealer with a uh, payphone, Hadrian. Mm-hmm. He tries to calm her down and welcomes her back to his place. She goes to his house and she explains that she needs to see, or no, still on the phone, she still explains that she needs to see Courtney and figure out what's going on. That's when we see Courtney walking right by her as she hangs up the phone. She starts yelling for her and grabs the woman and finding out it's not even her. So that's our first official like real hallucination. So that's what that's what made me think about it this time around. Right. Is is this real? Like is this actually happening to her? Is she actually seeing things initially? So, yeah. It looks really late. <laughs> Like it looks really late at night. No, I have to say I love all the night shots. Me too. It looks great. The lighting and the colors, as always, like yeah. the blue and everything. He chose a lot of places that will have Natural some lighting. type of light yeah. on it, which was great because uh, this was all shot on location, which is cool. Um, very expensive to do, so I'm sure a lot of this was bare bone tactics and just really just going for it we're just like let's just see how much we can get away with um but he's good with working around his budget yeah for sure that's why we're in a lot of houses and shit so he doesn't have to spend so much time outside there's like apartment bar exactly uh, adrian's house and that's pretty much outside la yeah Uh, but yeah, we cut back to her making it to Hadrian's house and pretty much she enters the house explaining that she is craving blood. And that's when Hadrian said that it's the bliss. He asks if she's on that shit. She explains it helps her with the painting and he's trying and then he's just there trying to be there for her. But all she wants to do is finish her work. 
He steps out of the room as she collapses to the ground. And I even put here, there's a lot of great camera movement of the over, uh, over the shoulder shot of her yeah. going through the house. So cool. Uh, as she makes it to the bathroom and throws up more blood. Hadrian asks if she needs to go to the hospital, but she just asks for some privacy and closes the door. I love how he asks her too. He's just like, like I, he's like, I'm willing, hospital? I'm willing to take you to the hospital. I'm not willing to go down for this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I'm here for you to make sure you don't die, but at the same time, you're not putting me in jail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as yeah, she closes the door, asking for privacy. She takes another hit, another bump. Uh, back at the poker's table, the crew is mis- messing around with each other, a little more uh, back and forth, as De- as Des walks out and doesn't look that good. Uh, the gang is all fighting with each other as she's still suffering in the corner. She sees them becoming more violent or even with one person having a gun with them. One of the dudes smacks the gun on Hadrian's nose and he begins to bleed. She seems to be really craving it and the sound... Uh, Oh, and the sound begins to drown out. I love that effect, too. So nice. Like, everything doesn't even matter. The, her surroundings, the audio cues, everything's gone. The only thing she's staring at now is blood. She's seeing red. That's it. Yeah. And that's where she lets out a scream and jumps on him, and he and she starts biting him on the nose. That was wild <laughs> to see. Like, straight face shot of just chomping on him. <laughs> It was great. It was brutal. It was, it was fucking crazy. great. And this is our first time seeing her actually going. Yeah, going vampire. Yeah, full vampire. Um, and it yeah. looks great, dude. It, it looks fucking great. awesome. It, 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 like a lot of a lot of practical blood going on right now, right? Like there, yeah. there's there's a lot of great stuff. That's I feel happening. like there is a lot of practical effects and everything Joe Bagos does and stuff like that too. It makes it look very realistic. The I prosthetics mean, are good. I mean, you um, know, it's like the blood splatters. Ugh. Granted, you, you kind of have to, right? Because I would feel like if you're using 35 millis, yeah, like doing CGI with 35 milliliter you attached to really- it, like they. It yeah. will look like fucking shit. So like he, he kind of ha- makes puts himself in a corner where he has no choice, right? Um, which I'm sure most of his to, budget goes to these 35 milliliter. He knows how to make film. a scene very effective and very gory without showing it sometimes, right? Where like yeah, when because after she bites his nose, he tries to push her off, right? She bites, bites his, his hand. <laughs> and you see the blood spider just hit his face, so we know so how bloody good. that bite is. Uh, without actually seeing it too, and then we see a little bit more visuals of it. Uh, but yeah, she falls to the ground and then levitates back up, and I was like, "Yo, that this looks great too." Looks fucking awesome. Yeah. This this, this scene the alone is, is gnarly. Her. Yeah, like if you played this part where she's on the ground, she levitates back up. She even like spits out a little blood. She's like, "No, oh, she spits fuck. out she spits out his fingers." Oh, does it? Oh. Yeah, she spits out his fingers, that. and when she spits out his fingers, like you, oh, you this camera movement so with her great. levitating up and the camera so great. up with her. I love, I love his oh. fingers though, because like you see the bone, yes, on like his middle finger, and his two other bones are gone. But like, granted, everyone else in the room's like, "What the fuck?" Hey, is exactly. Happening? Everybody's just They're like, "Yo, stunned. holy shit!" And poor pops. Yeah, poor Bob's. His whole oh, fucking shit. arm ripped off. There's a lot going to see. No, this is God. great. So like, um, she just like shreds into his arm like a fucking animal, dude. And she's like uh, twisting her head from back to forth, uh, back and forth. Gets hit in the head with a bottle and falls to the ground. But she falls on top of uh, of Adrian. A- Adrian, and 
it's great because like she just starts fucking working on his working Arm on his hand his again. Leg. Yeah, and everything. she's sucking it to the yes. point where he writhes and his his skin is depleting. Like, yeah, like it's a fucking getting great, inflated. It's like who thinks of this? It looks great. And this it looks, looks awesome. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. This looks awesome. Yeah, so now she's biting people's arm, biting people's like hand again. Oh, poor Pops is just like laying Pops on Pops is just like, God damn He's it. like, damn it. I shouldn't have gone to poker night tonight. <laughs> I should have stayed um, in my room. <laughs> but yeah, she eventually, after she's done with uh, her main victim, she gets up slowly, heads towards Pops, and hears his heartbeat stop. He has a heart I, I, I saw like the, um, her being able to hear his heartbeat slowly that was going cool. out and then stopping. I was like, damn. I like I like when that dude fucking comes. He's like, "What in the fuck is going on?" Yeah, I like that dude walked into fucking mayhem, <laughs> and she goes ham on him too. Oh my god! And uh, like throwing him against the wall over and over again. She bites his neck too. This was brutal, him. dude. Like, like, granted, it's not like crazy gory, but like, but she the way she is flinging this guy see around. That she has extra strength, right? As this well. dude, this dude, easily is like maybe six seven, at least probably two eighty, maybe even three twenty, and like, like he's a big fucking guy and picks him and up, and she picks him up and slams him repeatedly on the wall by his neck, yeah, and then fucking just like makes this dude ooze, <laughs> like Literally. it's great. Buckets and buckets of it's blood. It's great. My favorite scene, though, or my favorite still of this movie is about to come up right now, and it just it, it makes me happy. So I'll let you continue. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, uh, she gets up and does another line after all of the carnage. Back in her car, covered in blood, as she wears sunglasses while driving down. So fucking cool, dude. Like, legit, this still is one of my favorite stills out of this. Blood all over her face, sunglasses on, cool lighting, driving down the boulevard. So fucking cool, man. This shot is so legit. uh, Reflection off the, um, the windshield. Uh, no, this, yeah, it's great. This Just looks having great. This, like camera centered on the hood of the car, looking into the car with her driving. Um, I'm surprised they didn't get pulled over by the cops. Like, <laughs> like, this. like damn, like yeah. what? Oh man, we probably wouldn't have seen any more car shots. That's for sure. But yeah, that was that's fucking great. I, I mean, yeah, I put here my nose like looks badass and kind of dope. Uh, just like the movie of her doing dope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, she makes it back to her place and we see that she took, uh, she took more of the drugs with her. So she stole the drugs from Hadrian's place and does more and more lines. She does another line as she looks at at herself in the mirror. She goes to work on her painting once again. And I said, again, we hit up a new music video as metal starts playing as she paints. Uh, even with her landlord trying to knock on the door to keep it down um, he becomes uh, comes in pissed. She turns around and stabs him in the eye. <gasps> uh, then proceeds to drink his blood from it. She does another bump. Cut to her waking up naked again. She hears a door open and says hello. She walks out of the bathroom and covers herself up. It's David. And she uh, yells how he got in to her apartment. He's like, what the fuck? Like, you're just walking into my apartment? Like, He's like, it was unlocked. Like, I just thought, you know, you just seem like the type of person who wouldn't care. Like, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yes. My, my like, yeah, I, I would care. And yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it's David and walks right in and he explains the door was open and he thought something might have happened. Yeah, he, he was says, worried, fine, he and get the hell out. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, he's actually impressed by the painting. Uh, she's pissed at him and yells at him. It's like, well, you dropped me. He's like, uh, I'll cut the commission down. <laughs> I love the back and forth. Like, he wants back in. He's he like, yeah, you know he, this is actually a pretty nice piece. I want back in. After seeing seeing the work that, that she's done, he's definitely like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to just, I'm ready to be your agent again. Yeah. And then she's like, ah, get, get the hell out of here. She says that she needs to get ready for the day uh, and that he needs to leave and he leaves. She sees that her new painting and it's even more tortured souls making a mountain of their bodies on top of each other, which is kind of reaching out to a black shadowy figure. She goes back to the house, but no one answers uh, and back to Hadrian's house. She calls Hadrian in court trying to get a hold of either one of them at this point, leaving a voicemail that she doesn't know what the fuck is going on. She rushes down the street to a concert venue uh, where she walks in and sees Ronnie in court inside. She asks why she hasn't been able to call her back yet, and she explains that she hasn't had the time. Uh, she explains that ever since that night in the bathroom, nothing has been the same. She pleads that she wants it to stop, and Courtney just responds with, you just have to embrace it, and you'll come around to it. Damn. Fuck that. Back. It's like, hey, Fuck I, just, that. I just want this to stop, and it's like, you can't. You can't. There's no you way just, out. You just got to do it, dude. I was like, damn. At this point of the movie, I was like, this is getting good. It's like, yeah. right? it's like there's no turning back, which is like, uh, for me, for being the first time watch, I really wanted to see how the painting was going to finish. Um, but at the same time, the only downside I have with this movie too, it's always in your face. It's like, that's all it was. It's just like, oh, more bodies piling up to her, essentially. But yeah. Uh, Des says that she refuses her answer. Courtney says that you can't give it up. It's forever. That it isn't booze or bliss. <sighs> Something else. It's fucking scary. Uh, Des says, like, Great. fuck you, before storming out and driving around again. She makes it back to her place as there is more cool camera movements. <laughs> and that's the thing I love about this um, director is that he's not afraid to kind of go wild with the camera movements. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially like, uh, yeah, when she gets back the home. The camera is definitely shot. a tool. Yeah, it's kind of like they have like a harness on her and it's an overhead shot and then also in front of her. And... It's just like pans with her movements. It's cool. So it's like attached to her in the yeah. front and in the back. And they kind of like did a whole nice shot in the hallway scene. Yeah, it's, it's really cool how that works. Like yeah. It, it creates that sense of chaos as well. Yeah. That you're with the character and feeling the stuff that she's feeling. That you're also spinning out of control. You're yeah. stopping. You're looking around like you're on drugs with her. In the way. Right. It's like It's like the camera is a part of her anatomy. Yeah, in that moment, and it's 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 really cool, and 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 I know you didn't mention it, but like she's she's walking down her hall, and she's kind of freaking out because like there's laughter and right, she's all this hearing shit. things, like yeah. she's going crazy a little bit. Uh, and as she walks down the hallway, she sees Clive in front of her front door. She yells at him to get the hell out of here. She opens the door and collapses with blood pouring out of her mouth. She yells at him to leave and that he can't be here. And this is where, like, you can see that she does care for Clive yeah. and his well-being. Is yeah, because like, hey, she's just like, Some, like something's up with okay me. This is not okay time to be here and right now And you need to get the me. fuck out of here. She knows that he's in danger. Right. 
I even put here is like he's been an amazing person and trying to be <laughs> his best to help her out. She yells for him to leave again as her body bends back. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, he says that he will call an ambulance and that he doesn't want to see her die. That's when she, when he goes off to the side, starts to give a call, and he, she bites his ankle. Dude. Uh, I did not expect that. I was like, oh, <laughs> my God, that's pretty wild, dude. dude. Uh, he, f- he flips over as she kisses him and then breaks his fucking neck open and sucks his <sighs> blood from it. This and what I mean breaks his neck open literally like a uh, like it I mean, separates like a Pringles can yeah, yeah it, like it fucking separates the, like off. like yeah. it is it legit his neck is fucking like pretty much like decapitated like it's great it's yeah. great uh, brutal scene he it's yeah, such he a dies brutal in scene a very messed up way um, she gets back up and goes to the bathroom and takes another line of that bliss. She hears laughing and can't find where it's coming from. It continues like in the hallway. Uh, she's getting driven insane at this point. She stares at her painting more and sees the piles of bodies forming into a person. She loses it more as Clive somehow starts crawling on the floor towards her. Um, she, she grabs the gun that she got from, um, Hadrian's plays and shoots him and starts heading towards the door. But then we cut back to the bathroom where she closes and locks that door. <laughs> Gun pointed right in front of it as well as she begins to hear knocking on the door saying that he's going to kill her. Um, this is great. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's pure chaos. Essentially, she tries not to open the door where she begins to look at the gun and then points it at herself. And then into her own mouth. The voice outside saying to do it. She cries. She points the gun at her head again and pulls the trigger. (coughs) She hits the ground as the camera stays with her. And that's where we see her heal slowly and becoming alive again. Crazy laughter comes from the other side as she looks into the mirror shocked. She leaves the bathroom and sees her painting. She does another. uh, she, She doesn't. No, yeah, she does another bump and is shocked to hear Clive. He's there talking to her. He says that the painting is almost done, and if she thinks it's the bliss, she says, it's me. He says, remember earlier when you were killing me, that he was scared and pissed at her, but he now says that he gets it, that uh, that she chose him. That she says to get the fuck out. She says, get the fuck out of here. And that's when he explains, now they can create together. Before he can get another word out, Courtney stabs him through the back with a stake. Fuck. Fucking Courtney. You came out of nowhere. Dude, this was great. Cause like, you know, we, we do get the, the, that scene where, where Des shoots herself, right? And yeah. And that was intense. That was super fucking intense. And, and I love how the camera like, falls with her on the ground and right. stays there and us the audience just slowly see her heal. It's so and cool. And becomes alive again. And it, and, so and it works it works so well because it really plays on the fact that she is a vampire now. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, and, and it's really hard to kill the vampire. Very <laughs> <much> so. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I, I like that. And then I like that. up Courtney's case. like, you can't escape this. This is, right. forever. This is forever. You're just going to have to get used to it. You can't even kill yourself. Right. But she she fucks up, right? Like Courtney yeah. fucks up when she actually does successfully, I guess, kill, kill Clive because Clive, yeah. Clive was it's technically like, oh, a vampire. There is a way out, point, right? Mm, Whatever. Um, yeah. Even though she ripped his fucking neck off, but like, <clears throat> it, it's it's interesting. Which means, it's was interesting. all of her victims back to life then? 
Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they don't play that, poker that, that's, again? That's why Pops I'm, is playing poker? That's why, like, you know, it, it, it's what's a really real, cool not? theory of, yeah. like, is this even real? Like, is yeah. Desi really at, even doing this, or is she just hallucinating? For all we fucking know, she could still be inside a, uh, Hadrian's house. That's true. She could be just on the ground just imagining all Yeah, and, like, this and is just, just all in her up. fucking head. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't even does the painting. Right. Maybe she yeah. died. Maybe she oh, OD'd. Damn. And that's her being brought down to hell. Yeah. Like, you never know. Like, right. Like, it, it, it's such an interesting. There's a lot of different theories we can go with this. Yeah. It's, like su- it. it's such an interesting theory. Even in the scene, she's just covered in red light, too. Like, she's in hell. Covered in red light. And eventually she fucking dies. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as Courtney stabs him through the back with a stake, they both look at the body as it melts on the floor. looks so good. The melting and caught me off guard. I was like, what the fuck? It looks so good. It reminded good. me of... Possessor. Yes. Yes. yes <laughs> I know yes, exactly yes. what it reminds yeah. you of. <laughs> I was like, damn, this is exactly what the melting face Fuck yeah, dude. I was like, this is crazy. Shout out to uh, fucking Brandon Cronenberg. Hell yeah. Uh, I love Infinity Pool, too. Yeah, I, mean, I, I still haven't seen Great it yet. It, it, it's, one, it's one that's on my list, though. Yes. As it should be on everybody's list. I know for sure it's going to be part of my top. I know for sure. I, I just so. haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So we get vamp fight. Vamp fight. <laughs> so Courtney looks at the counter and asks if she's been starting this all night. Courtney begins to yell at Des that there are rules and that she is treating the town like a buffet well, no with her supercharged blood. I love that line. That's like you're treating great. the town like a buffet. It's like you're, so, you're going so too wild. So it kind of makes it kind of makes it seem like Courtney had to clean up her mess. Yeah. Right, uh, like probably, yeah, you know, like like you're 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 pre- pretty much you're being like a a, a ravaged puppy. Yes, and like, I'm gonna have to tell I you, have to show it away. Up. Yeah, exactly. Like, I thought you could just handle it, but it looks like I have to like actually babysit right. you. For I a need bit. I, I need to step Train you in the now. way of the vampire. Exactly. Um, and that's pretty much saying like yeah, you're training the town like a buffet with your supercharged blood. Corner saying that she wants to try and taste it. Uh, and pretty much threatens Dez, and Dez threatens her back. Uh, that's when we yeah, we get the big fight, and it's bloody and violent, <laughs> and they all slam each other across the room. Courtney throws some hard punches Des, into Dez's face. Dez's screaming, the most vampiric scream I've ever heard. Uh, she gets the upper hand and Courtney and starts to eat her face. Uh, she levitates off the ground and grabs the stake. Uh, there is so much going on. There, there's scene. a lot going on, and, and it just and quickly cuts, and there's just blood all over the floor. It's it super it intense. Looks, yeah, but it's great because like the first introduction that we have to Courtney is them having sex. Yeah, and now our our conclusion with Courtney is them having this brutal we'll fight, fight. Right, yeah, so it's the like opposite. It's like, but here's the thing that makes it great: both are passionate, right? Like yeah. they were passionately. Making Lovers love, and now they're fighters. passionately hating each other. Yeah, right. So like, both are are fueled with this fiery passion that both seem to come out of nowhere. Like the sex True. came out of nowhere, and this fight kind of came out of nowhere. It, like <laughs> intensifies um, their emotions and everything. Right, right. Uh, Courtney trying to crawl away. Des stands over her. Uh, she pleads for her life uh, before Des drives the stake into her. She melts and then catches on fire. And that's when more metal rock music begins as she <laughs> spins around the room and loses herself in the painting again. She takes all her clothes off as she paints and rocks out. She is covered from head to toe with blood. 
all her victims are calling towards her, all piling on top of each other, and then she is basically the figure in the painting towards the end. She screams, and they all are gone now. And I mean, like, the bodies. Right. She looks at the painting and continues to finish her art. She steps back and smiles as it's about to be morning. And that's when the sunlight goes through the window. She explodes, and the blood covers the floor as the camera pans up to the finished painting. And it's her with a halo, but with dead eyes and credits. Fucking cool, man. What the fuck? <laughs> like, you know, it's pretty It's pretty wild. The, that that last scene, like with her, like right. stripping her clothes off and like Being having her this authentic crazy, self, crazy, yeah, bloody, passionate, going ballistic. You know, uh, her um, painting has a lot of red. It's probably covered in blood as well. Right? Yeah, a little bit of infusion to it. It's uh, cool. A centered shot of her in front of her painting mm-hmm. with the same uh, hand gesture, and it's her essentially. Yeah, it's just her. You know, it, it it's her her in the making. And um, it reminds me very much of like a more chaotic Queen of the Damned um, oh, yeah, with I, Aaliyah. I also forgot to mention that all of her victims show up as well, crawling towards her. And those are the piles of bodies no, that right. she's created. Yeah, they're trying to grab so on her. Her painting is her story, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I feel like none of this actually happened. And I, I do think that she just she died Got from her own peace. Oh, that's fair. You know, like I, I, I genuinely feel like she her died. own art consumed her. Right? Yeah. You know, and and it, it was, it's great. It's great. Like when she yells, "Leave!" and everyone leaves, and everyone is gone, and then you have that the the music shift to that kind of more ethereal type of music. It it was passion. Yeah. Everything just at the end of at the end of the day was just fucking passion. What a movie, dude! What a fucking movie, man. Awesome job as well from you, sir. That was fantastic uh, narration there. But there are no motherfucking movie facts because I guess I said them during the episode. <laughs> no movie facts. No they movie were facts. Sad. Oh, God, shit. I'm sorry. I got nothing. I got nothing. But, Freddie, thank you so much for taking that over for of me, course. my good friend. But uh, we definitely want to keep the conversation going on Bliss, and we can do so on either our Twitter, which is at Nightlight underscore pod, or our Discord as well. By all means, feel free to jump in there. We got a, a Nightlight channel where we talk about Nightlight, talk about the episodes, talk about what yes. we're doing, all that great shit. Um, and I, I'm in there a little bit more uh, lately now, so I'm trying to I'm trying to be more present in there as well. So by all means, uh, Freddie, I know you 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 mentioned that you're trying to. Yep. I haven't seen you in there, so jump in there. I will Freddie. be in there. Jump in there. Uh, but and shout out to the Glitch Nights for picking such a rad movie. Oh fuck yeah, dude! So just right for on. for context for everybody else, it was Bliss versus the Lost Boys. Huh. I thought the Lost Boys was going to fucking like be a knockout. I yeah. truly did. Um, and I was quite surprised that Bliss had a lot of love. It was pretty close, but Bliss had the more love. And that was, I thought that was pretty cool. And I was like, all right, right, Bliss Bliss it is. is." So we're watching and talking about Bliss. But, um, next month, however, we are going to be covering Fathers. And we did this last year, I believe, but we did it with Mothers and this time it's going to be fathers. It's going to be a little mixture of both. It's going to be evil dads and, like, good dads, <laughs> you know? In and, horrible situations. And, like, shitty dads who turn good. Um, 
all of that great shit. We're going to be talking about it next month um, in the, uh, I forgot what I called the month. What did I call it, Freddie? I think I, I oh, I called it. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks, Dad. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but the next film that we are going to be starting kicking that month off with, it's going to be none other than Train to Busan. Mm. God damn. I'm very excited to cover that for sure. But this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we have Freddy. Always coming in spoopy. Always and forever, also known as Nighty Knight. With your help, we can reach more Ghoulish Nights with your recommendation to someone who would actually enjoy the show. If your podcast apps allows you to rate our show, consider giving us a five-star rating as it does help us out a ton. For extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's not with a what? Okay. And remember, everybody, don't forget... 